place where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where the no further friends, the adventure never ends We will save the world somehow In Sunspot's Comics Town fans, welcome to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 208, where I'm going to be doing a whole lot of recommending, but only lightly reviewing of the best of the new comic books that just came out, New Comic Book Day, Wednesday, May 15th, and this particular podcast is completely fine with a sparkly Batman. <laughs> I am your friendly neighborhood host, Chris Latori. Thank you so much for joining me right here on the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I seriously hope that you are just having a great day so far. Thank you, and do us a small f- favor and just hit that subscribe button to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Then check out all of our past podcasts on our giant podcast feed. Then please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, and YouTube, all with one easy-to-find name, at Sunspots Comics. That's right. Please follow us. We'd appreciate it. And I always love to start the show with some humble thank yous. Most importantly, thank you to you. Yes, you with me and your earbuds currently. The listeners, thank you so much for listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Whether you're just, this is your first time trying us out, and you're just kind of seeing what what this whole thing is, or you're one of our Sunspots Comics loyalists that's been there from the very beginning, seriously, thank you for choosing the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there, so I really appreciate you picking us. And thank you to my friend Nick Papa George. He is the singer of our Sunspots Comics theme song. I love it. Please check out his solo singing stuff on Instagram at nicholas.dell and his band Solution at solution underscore band. They're mostly on Instagram. If you love Hawaiian-style feel-good reggae music that's infused with rock, then you're going to love all the sweet sounds of my friend Nick Papa George and his band Solution. So please check them out, and thank you, Nick. Also, thank you to our sponsor, Cryptid Zoo. My buddy Julian Hand makes these awesome augmented reality t-shirts. Yeah, there's not a lot of those out there. And it's actually based on cryptozoology like Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster. And what you do is you take your smartphone and this HP Reveal app. You put them together and you point your smartphone at any Cryptid Zoo t-shirt and watch the t-shirt come to life with these very cool video presentations. you got to see it. It's a serious conversational piece. And also, when you go to cryptidzoo.com, use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS and you will get 25% off. Yes, no minimum or maximum, just 25% off of your order. So go and buy a very cool t-shirt right now at cryptidzoo.com. So now, I got my knee pad and my glove. For what I'm about to do, I need protection. So let me make a superhero landing right in to the Sunspots Comics podcast. Perfectly fine, didn't hurt at all. Uh, Issue number 208, starting out with some stuff. That's been floating around up inside of my weird nerdy brain. The first nugget of nerd lodged ever so deeply in my nerdy frontal lobes is Comic-Con Revolution in Ontario, California. I actually went today with my friend Mike Norris. Hey, Mike, thanks for joining me. And we actually sat in three amazing panels. One was on how to make comic books. Uh, The second was on how to break into the comic book business. Very important to me. And last was this discussion on self-publishing your own comic book. 
all three seriously helpful for what I'm trying to create. I learned a great deal from these panels, and I'll definitely be applying them to my very own comic book, Zombie Destroyers, that I'm currently working on. Uh, plus, I got to network a little bit and give my business card out to a few people and talk to some fellow comic book professionals, so that was great. And I'm just trying to be in that group of people and build up a network of people. So it's very important to talk to people in the comic book biz if you're trying to break in. Comic book people, honestly, are just the best people on the earth. Yes, I'm talking about you and all the comic book people out there. Um, this is my third year of going to CCR. And it was absolutely the best year by far. They really stepped it up. Every single year they get a little bit better. They kind of really took a big step forward in improving Comic-Con Revolution in Ontario, California. Especially in the panel department, honestly. There were just so many more to choose from on how to make comic books in that category. Uh, I gotta say, too, the convention center was just pleasantly cool. And that's seriously important. Temperature of a convention is an important thing. Being in a hot convention is not fun, especially when the odor situation happens and odors are, are prevalent. Um, <laughs> also, uh, Comic-Con Revolution was not overbooked. It was booked just to the right amount. It definitely was busy. But there was enough space to where I didn't feel like I was just body to body with people sharing my deodorant. It, uh, <laughs> it didn't happen. There was enough walking room, but it was very busy. They did arrange the aisles in an odd way this year, which was totally fine. If you look at, there's a picture of it, I think, shows the floor layout. They're just cross-sectioning and crossing each other, and you, there's not a flow of kind of going by aisle by aisle, but that's fine. It's one little quibble. Uh, the booths at Comic-Con Revolution were really open to making deals this year. I had some, I had found some great prices. One thing that I got, I'm looking at right now, it's on my, on my wall here. I got a 12-inch Deluxe Marvel Legends Spider-Man in the awesome Black Venom suit for 15 bucks. Yes, I, I looked it up. I do shop around and kind of check prices, especially on Amazon. It's $42 on Amazon right now, and I got it for 15 bucks. I also picked up this kind of rare Funko Rocketeer Legacy Collection figure for 12 bucks, and it's $45 on eBay right now. So I definitely noticed people willing to make some deals in on in the Comic-Con Revolution in Ontario this year. I'll probably share some of the pictures of the stuff I got on at Sunspots Comics, so tune in very soon there. So I was just very happy to see that the prices were low and they were willing to make some deals. They would they would take a hey, two for ones. They were just open. They wanted to move business and move toys and fun nerd stuff. There were also a ton of excellent cosplayers, of course, this year. Uh, you should just follow them. Comic-Con Revolution. You'll see all the pictures of the cosplayer. They shared a bunch of them. The artist alley was seriously robust. And there were some great comic book creators there. I, I met some people, talked to some people, got a couple of prints. Just There were just a bunch of them to choose from. It was a nice mixture of, of people that are you know in the business and doing it, and then the up-and-comers really kind of struggling to get into your pocketbook. So it was great. Artist Alley was robust. And this, this year, the Transformers was kind of the biggest centerpiece of the year, especially in the celebrity signing area. There were a bunch of voice actors from Transformers that were here. Uh, this year so quite impressive if you were a transformers fan roll out um but overall <laughs> it was the laid-back vibe that i picked up on while i was there sometimes cons they can combo conventions could be just a mad feverish dash of panic and sweat <laughs> and this just had this overall fun feeling and a little bit of a laid-backness so just thank you to Comic-Con Revolution, Ontario, California, for the press tickets. Thank you so much for inviting me. I absolutely look forward to attending CCR in 2020. It's just crazy to even say that year out loud. 
Um, especially since every year, Comic-Con Revolution Ontario just gets better every single year. So th two thumbs up for the Comic-Con Revolution in Ontario, California. If you're in that area next year, around this time, around May, go and see this convention. Parking was 10 bucks. The entry to get in is a lot cheaper than almost every con out there. So it's worth it. I know they're gaining popularity, so prices are probably rising. But check out Comic-Con Revolution in Ontario, California. And the next nerdy thing bouncing around inside my weird nerdy brain is again Avengers Endgame. <laughs> I will be seeing it. I'm laughing because I can't believe I'm seeing it for the fourth time today. I'll actually be seeing it in downtown LA with a friend of mine uh, around 5:40. It's a longtime buddy of mine named Steve. Hey, Steve. Also, thank you, Steve, for listening to the podcast every week and for all the little positive feedback that you give me. And I know as a, a non-comic book reader. Uh, it, it's it's a bit of a challenge, I'm sure. It's like I'm speaking another language. But I, one of these days, you're going to be reading some comics. Trust me, Steve. I'm, I'm just going to sneak up on you like a fungus. Um, <laughs> but anyway, thank you, Steve, uh, for listening and for your positive feedback on the podcast and for inviting me to go see Avengers Endgame today for the fourth time. And it's only your second time, so I know we're going to just have a great conversation afterwards. I'm really looking forward to that. And also, I've mentioned I want to do a very heavy spoiler review of Avengers Endgame very soon on a Sunspots Comics podcast. I just want to kind of address that real quick. I, I think that seeing it a fourth time is going to give me all the data that, that I need and, and just really put the film to the ultimate test to see how it stands up. I want to see how it holds up to my initial... Uh, spoiler light review on the Sunspots Comics podcast, issue number 205. You should go check that out if you want to hear my initial review uh, of Avengers Endgame. But um, I may be doing a very, very spoiler-heavy Avengers Endgame review coming soon, so please just tune in for that, and I think it's going to happen. <laughs> That'll be a lot of fun. And enough time has passed. And, and there's still people I know that haven't seen Avengers Endgame, which is crazy. So I think uh, coming up soon, uh, that'll be... It, it's been an, long enough that I'm just going to spoiler heavy on Avengers Endgame on a review coming very soon right here on the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Also, another thing floating around in my nerdy brain is The Goon. The Goon, which is one of my favorite comic books of all time, is finally being developed at 20th Century Fox, Disney, ultimately. But they're keeping that imprint for, I guess, a little edgier films. Uh, according to LRM Online, the, for the last 11 years, Eric Powell, who is the creator, writer, and artist, and one of my favorite create comic book creators of all time, uh, for one of my favorite comic books of all time, has been working on The Goon and trying very hard to get The Goon to be made into a rated R animated film. I donated to the Kickstarter a few years ago, uh, so I was super, super, super happy to hear about this. Looks like things are finally going in the right direction for Eric Powell and his publishing house, Albatross Funny Books, with the best name in all of comic book publishing. Um, look up the Goon trailer on YouTube, by the way. It's fantastic. It's so polished and shiny, and I totally love that the trailer accurately, accurately just, just perfectly captures the essence of the Goon comic book. It's got that rockabilly feel. It's got these gooey, slack-jawed zombies. That's their thing, and just all the foul mouthery. There's a lot of it. Although they bleep it on the trailer, but I'm expecting it to be non-bleeped, of course, when the rated R animated film comes out from 20th Century Fox slash Disney. They even got Clancy Brown to voice act on the goon and Paul Giamatti uh, to, to voice act his pal, Frankie. And that's just fantastic. Top-notch actors there. It's a very professional. Go look at it now. Go to YouTube and look up the goon trailer. It's an it's a extremely well-done, high-definition, polished, rated R-ish because it's bleeped. 
trailer on an animated take of the goon the comic book it's just phenomenal go look at it no date has actually been set yet to when we'll actually see the movie this the goon which is going to be a rated r animated feature but i will keep scouring because the goon is that good folks uh the goon issue number two the comic book comes out next week new comic book day wednesday may 22nd i just can't wait to read that so treat yourself and go read the goon and go to youtube and click and look up look up the goon trailer it's fantastic and the last thing that's been floating up around inside of my nerd brain is i'm actually creating my very own comic book it's called zombie destroyers and i'll be sharing some new pics of zombie destroyers very soon at sunspots comics of course i'm so very proud of it and i can't wait to release it it's just zombie destroyers is really just a lot of me it's all of me poured into it even with the bonus pages uh, right now, the pencils and the inks are done for Zombie Destroyers issue number one. And I wanted to just give a shout out to my artist, Jordan. He's doing a fantastic job. His name's Jordan Hudson. I'll give you his Instagram here at the end. But he just finished the pencils also on the bonus page. And it's this creepy moment in my life when I was a kid that actually happened to me. It's actually one of my very first memories, which is weird. And uh, it's a creepy moment of me, my sister, and my cousin in Las Vegas. Uh, without a babysitter. Yes, very young kids and hijinks ensue. <laughs> but anyway, the process of making a comic book has literally been a dream come true. I created Zombie Destroyers. I'm doing the writing and lettering. Please follow the Zombie Destroyers artist, Jordan Hudson, on Instagram. It's at Skablad, S-K-A-B-L-A-D-D. And again, thank you, Jordan, for helping making my dream of making a comic book just come true. And to get a glimpse of what my comic book Zombie Destroyers looks like right now, go over to sunspotscomics.com, click on Zombie Destroyers, and you will see three fantastic colored sample pages there of Zombie Destroyers. So check it out. And next up is a quick mention of our interview segment of our podcast. It's called Spotlighting. Spotlighting is where I share my conversations that I've had with comic book creators, some fantastic creators. Please check out the spotlighting interview that's on the Sunspots Comics podcast feed right now that I'm super proud of. It's a conversation with comic book creator, writer, artist, Daniel Warren Johnson. He is seriously one of my favorite creators of all time. He created and wrote and did the art for two of my favorite comic books, Extremity and Murder Falcon, both from Image Comics. Uh, by the way, both of those have been Sunspots Comics' top picks of the week. And we talk about Daniel Warren Johnson's process of making comics, how we got into the comic book business, and just so much more. We actually nerded out for almost two hours. <laughs> it, it was a blast. He is definitely one of my favorite comic book creators of all time. I even played two of his metal shredding guitar tracks on the intro and outro. Yes, he's a fantastic musician. He knows how to do the finger shredding on the guitar. So please give it a listen and check out Daniel Warren Johnson on our spotlighting interview on our feed, Sunspots Comics feed. It's there right now. Go check it out. Also, on the Sunspots Comics podcast, issue number 196, I have two amazing short interviews uh, this year from the Long Beach Comic Expo. One is from Marguerite Bennett. She is the writer of Animosity from Aftershock. And the second is with DJ Kirkbride, the writer of Aaron Boys from Image. They are two fantastic comic book creators, so check those out. They're not very long. They're probably only 20 minutes each. And also, there are just so many other great interviews with comic book creators that I didn't mention that are on our Sunspots Comics podcast feed. So please check those out. You'll be happy you did. And if you work in the comic book business or you're trying to break into the comic book business like myself, let's have a fun chat about your comic book right here on a, on a future Sunspots Comics podcast. I do have to genuinely enjoy your comic book to help promote it. So just send me a message with your review copy 
of your comic book to my email, chris at sunspotscomics.com, or just message me at sunspotscomics so we can set up that interview and help you promote your comic book. So now, onto the Soul Stone, the Kyber Crystal, the All Spark, <laughs> the super powered main event, which is the Sunspots Comics podcast, our comic book recommendations. And I'm about to share with you my favorite picks of the new comic books that just came out Wednesday, New Comic Book Day, May 15th. And just in case, here is a super duper light, semi spoiler ish alert. But seriously, don't worry. I'm a very spoiler-sensitive person. I really just want to inspire you to go and buy these comics and enjoy them and read them. And so I would never spoil them. (laughs) So I really don't. I never discuss the last few pages. I leave the cliffhanger alone. And I only discuss some of the interesting points that makes up a comic book. But just in case, you've been super-duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alerted. And before I get into the top comics, let me announce this week's Artist Winner and Cover Artist Winner of the Week. Every week, I pick what I believe is the best of the comic book art of the week. The art that made me the happiest, anyway. So you got to put your nerdy eyeballs on these right now. I promise you. Even if you don't read the comic, the art is here is just amazing. You'll be so happy that you looked at it. My pick for cover artist winner of the week is Ian Bertram for Little Bird, issue number three from Image Comics. He's got this uniquely detailed cover that's just stunning. Please give Ian a follow at Ian Bertram Inc. That's I-A-N-B-E-R-T-R-A-M-I-N-K. And Ian, by the way, has been a Sunspots Comics podcast cover artist and artist winner of the week before, so I strongly recommend you look upon his wonderful gift of art. It's stunning. So the cover here to Little Bird issue number three, it's it's really oddly beautiful and kind of grotesque at the same time. <laughs> You've got this character, the axe, he's just this powerful old man and he's standing in like this swamp of, of pink intestines and it's got like this, this like layer of blubber that he cuts through on the top of it. It's gross looking, but interesting at the same time. And these tendrils that are coming up in this goop that he's standing in are just kind of starting to wrap all around him and wrap around his axe and his hands and his fingers. So you can feel the kind of tension building. And you can also see the tension in these pink tendrils. They're just drawn so perfectly. Kind of how, you know, a rope is tightened. It, it, you can see it there showing some of the gooey pink tendrils are loose and some are not loose and they're just, they're alive and they're, they're kind of like a symbiote just attaching to him and surrounding him. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's definitely a moment of tension. Also, I love that they show the, that, you know, with the, with that tension, he's struggling to hold on to his mighty weapon, and and also uh, beyond that, the the old man's piercing small eyes just highlight the the complete look of intensity on his face. So it sells the scene, and to top it off, there's like a dark green background. So you got pink and dark green. It just looks strange together, but it really works, and it's beautiful, and it just really stands out as a very unique and beautiful comic book cover. So check out uh, Little Bird issue number three. And the artist winner of the week also goes to Ian Bertram for Little Bird, issue number three from Image Comics. Please, again, follow him at Ian Bertram, Inc. He's a great artist. It's worth a follow. I love one of the opening shots in Little Bird, issue number three, is this single splash page of the axe we are walking into this like tunneling vehicle that burrows into the earth. And again, the axe is just this giant man. He's like the mountain in Game of Thrones. And he's holding this axe, and, and he's just walking into this vehicle in just a very brooding manner. And there's this shadow on the wall that just really shows how imposing 
this huge man is. It's just a wonderful wordless splash page right in the one of the opening I think it's like page two and the other sequence I absolutely love is when uh, Little Bird has a crusader hostage there's this crazy evil religion that's trying to wipe out everyone and they're, just, they're doing these evil genetic experiments but this panel uh, shows Little Bird walking with this crusader hostage she's pulling her through like this mountain range and she's pulling this crusader on a leash yeah, like this person is a dog, like it's and and the, her the crusader's hands are tied up, and all around her <laughs> is these gorgeous green pillowy clouds, or maybe it's smoke. There's just so much attention to detail in in those green pillowy clouds, and in the in the total just sequence alone where she's coming through these mountains, they do like a long shot, then a mid shot, then a kind of a in tight zoomed up shot. It's gorgeous. But I love the way Little Bird, the whole comic uh, altogether, it just feels very abstract. From things like the odd, oversized, tear-shaped eyes, to all of the just the strange landscape. And I think it's supposed to be Earth, but maybe it's not. And anyway, it's just a feast for the eyes. So, easily, that is why Mr. Ian Bertram of Little Bird, issue number three, from Image Comics, you are our cover artist and our artist winner of the week. Go get Little Bird, issue number three, and follow Ian Bertram. Phenomenal. Art. Wow. And the breakdown. I actually read a pull list of 14 comics this week, and only four of them made it to the Great Ones recommendation list. That's right. Ten didn't make it. It's got to be great for me to discuss it and recommend it to you on our podcast here. And new number ones, there were three of the 14 were new number ones. And this week, none of them made it to the top pick list. That's right. It's got to be great. It's got to be like four and a quarter, four and a half and above for me to recommend it to you. So none of the new number ones made it to that top pick list. So here we go. Here are my favorite comic book recommendations. This is the what I consider to be the best of the new comic books that just came out. Wednesday, new comic book day, May 15th. I strongly, strongly recommend you buy these comic books at a local comic book shop today. Please support your local comic book shop. They need all the help they can get. By the way, what local comic book shop do you support? Excellent choice. I've been there. <laughs> I actually support Comic Madness in Ontario, California. A shout out to the owner, Lee, and the manager, Jeremy. Jeremy's actually a buddy of mine, and he's currently working on a variant cover of my comic book, Zombie Destroyers, for issue number one. Thank you so much, Jeremy. I love the design. I can't wait to show everyone what your variant cover of Zombie Destroyers issue number one will look like. Please give Jeremy a follow. Again, he's the manager of Comic Madness and a buddy of mine, and he's doing the art um, on the cover of Zombie Destroyers. His Instagram is at SkeletonKing82. Please give him a follow. And don't forget, most importantly, support your local comic book shops and buy these four comic books today. So, as I mentioned, there's four I'm about to review, and or lightly review and recommend to you mostly. So here we go. Coming in at number four is Batman, issue number 71, from DC Comics, of course. This is written by Tom King, and this is art by two artists, Mikael Jenin and Jorge Fornis, which I love both of them. So I thought, right off the bat, I gotta check this out. Uh, and honestly, Batman has not been a top pick for a while. So it was just very, very nice reading this particular issue. It was spectacular. Uh, artists Mikael Jenin and Jorge Fornis they have very different art styles, so that when I saw their name on the cover, I was like, wow. And at times, honestly, it was a little jarring, uh, but but really kind of fun, because they, they honestly changed the art. They took turns like every other page. But seriously, they're accomplished artists, so they made it work. They made it flow, and at least you didn't they didn't have a, sort of an odd numbering, or like 2-1 breakdown, or 3-1. It was just like every other page. 
they got to change up on the art. So it was definitely them tag teaming and, and picking spots they wanted. So uh, to sum up, by the way, a ton of Batman issues you may have missed. Uh, and, and even this is like a sum up for me because, like I said, it hasn't been a top pick for a while. I've been peeking in, but I don't know. Uh, but anyway, here we are. Batman was in a sort of suspended animation tank. And so we were living in Batman's dreams for a while. I think that's probably why uh, most times when I see a dream, dream sequence or flashbacks or they, it carries on for kind of too long, I usually kind of pass. But anyway, so he, we've been living in Batman's dreams for a while. And it was this kind of took place after Catwoman... Uh, stood up Bruce at the altar, you know, the whole wedding debacle. And so Bane has been trying to break the bat mentally this time around instead of just his back, <laughs> like before. But I, <laughs> and I think he may have done it. <laughs> there are two stories that are happening simultaneously, but at sort of different times. It, you'll see that it makes sense easily. And Batman is confronting Bane in Wayne Manor, and that's disturbing. And also the, the bat... He's like he's he's gathering the bat family by by turning on this red bat alert into the sky. So I just and I also love when the stories converge. It's a great convergence moment. And I, I adore this sequence I'm looking at right now where Batman turns the red bat symbol on. And so that puts the entire bat family into red alert. And so they're all notified. There's a ton of panels uh, kind of we get to see what everyone in the bat family is doing. And I, I dig that. Because you feel like it's just this uh, this Bat Family catch-up issue. Like, what have they all been doing? And they kind of give you a quick little snap of where they all are and what's going on with them. With Robin and and everybody. Batwoman and and Cassandra, Kane, and just everybody. They just get all caught up. So you know everything that's kind of happening in the Batosphere. I like that. It's just kind of this giant, amazing recap issue. So I, I enjoyed that. It didn't spend too much time on that, by the way. It was just enough to make you go, oh, that's what everyone's doing. Maybe I'll read Detective. Maybe I'll look into Batman a little more. And it's just a great way to kind of pull you back in. So <laughs> I like that feeling, just getting all caught up. Anyway, it's a very, it's a great spot to jump in, by the way. If you love Batman, but maybe you've been giving Batman a break, uh, jump right in here, folks. It's great. And so did Bane break the mind of the Bat? Is Batman really losing it? That's kind of what's happening here. Well, I'm I'm jumping back in for sure right here and definitely so should you. So I recommend reading Batman issue 71. A kind of standalone giant recap, Batosphere, Bat Family, what's going on with him. It's all that. So check out Batman 71. Great stuff. So here we go. Now onto the top three, the, the one, two, and three top recommendations of the week. Here we go. Coming in at number three is Farmland. Issue number eight. This is from Image Comics. This is created, written, and drawn by Rob Gilroy, who I love. He did Chew for a whole bunch of years, and this is his new venture. And it's been getting better and better. It's definitely had a slow burn in the beginning. Lots of setup, sure. Lots of, of, of deep character development, which was surprising for Rob Gilroy. Not really surprising, just uh, pleasant, and I enjoyed it. He's a great writer. So it's been a while since Farman has, uh, has been a top pick as well. So it's just great to have it back right where it belongs. Because Farman issue number eight was maybe my favorite issue of the series thus far. The opening sequence is just a lot of fun. It's when old man Jedediah Jenkins, the scientist, uh, gives a, a blind man his sight back. And it's this fantastic emotional moment that quickly turns dark. <laughs> as we see what happens when someone takes one of old Jed's farm-grown organ transplant yes that's what the kind of core of farmland is it's a guy that found a way 
to create replacement organs for transplants out of like plants and trees and potatoes and somehow merge them together to make eyeballs and intestines. Uh, it's crazy. I love the concept. And I like that we still don't completely know the secret behind Jed's ability to grow these weird body parts from plants. It's, it's, it was kind of tapped on, but not really kind of completely understood. I love that. It's still a little mysterious. And I adore this caterpillar dog. <laughs> this, he's, he's a caterpillar. He's a dog. He's a plant. He's this hybrid sort of monster. But he's the best friend and protector to Zeke's young, nerdy, cute son named Riley. I love that. It's adorable part of it. I want more of Riley and his weird uh, hybrid uh, dog caterpillar plant thing. <laughs> he's cute and he's ferocious at the same time. <laughs> but my favorite... Maybe my favorites, I don't know, there's a bunch of favorite sequences in this for me, that's why it's here, uh, is a sequence of Farmhand issue number eight, is this action-packed, very tense home invasion part. It's between Zed and this man that had his sight returned to him, you know, by old man Zed, and he's having complications with this eyeball transplant, and yes, you should see the vi the the display of it, the vision of it is is frightening. It's the man with eyes that have kind of grown into part sunflowers and it's just very dark with these little red circles as pupils it's, it's haunting but those eyes are taking over his brain and his body with a bunch of complications uh, the the green tendrils that run throughout his body in this one panel is just gorgeous and i absolutely love the cliffhanger ending of this it's an absolute surprise that i did not see coming so thank you mr rob gilroy uh when i was done reading this I seriously just was like, oh, I want to read more of this like right away, but I got to wait. And that's a great sign of a top pick for me when I feel that, oh, darn it, it's over. So jump into this fun, weird world where plants are replacement body parts. That is, it's farmland. It's just so much fun. Get issue number eight. It's a, it, it kind of stands alone all by itself where you don't even have to necessarily read the other seven issues, but I would. It's great buildup and great character development. And his fun cartooning style of art that is Rob Gilroy is great. Look at you. Look at this. You'll see what I'm talking about. There's a bunch of little hidden Easter eggs that he likes to just kind of write as little mini graffiti points on the walls, little like joke gags. You got to see that. But check out Farmland. It's just so much fun and it's crazy. And it's so enjoyable. Farmland. And coming in at number two is Little Bird, issue number three. This is from Image Comics. This is our cover artist and artist winner of the week with glorious art by Ian Bertram. And this is written by Darcy Van Polgeest. Fantastic writer. Uh, I'm not familiar with a lot of uh, Darcy's work prior to this, but I am a fan from now on. I am really enjoying his writing style and his pacing in Little Bird. And by the way, Little Bird is a previous Sunspots Comics number one pick of the week, and it also has been a art and cover art winner, so it's very worthy of reading immediately. It's only on issue number three, so jump into Little Bird, get all three issues. But this is a fantastic fantasy tale of this rebellion that's kind of led by Little Bird, this young woman, in this just strange world that's run by an insane religious group. And they are just taking over. They're doing weird experimentations on people and creating sort of strange clones and people with augmentations that are powerful and so on. And this weird army, um, I believe they're called the A-12 of uh, these religious sort of monsters, like 15-foot kind of giants that can shoot fire out of their arms and they have all these weapons. I love the design of them. But this is filled with some very bloody action. This is uh, not for the faint of heart. It's definitely a rated R mature comic. And also, I love that uh, Little Bird is just, she's really trying to figure out exactly 
what she is or who she is. Like, her memory's a little messed up. She kind of knows about her mom, but doesn't really know where her mom came from. And she definitely uh, has some strange abilities to where if she's about to die or dies, if she is buried in the ground, she goes to this weird sort of purgatory as she regenerates. So that's her kind of, her and her mother's superpower. But maybe my favorite thing about Little Bird might be just the, the way of the world, the way the world of Little Bird looks. It has this strange and interesting design. It's just a very different looking comic book. That is Little Bird. That's why I definitely give it a shot. There are also so many fleshy tones that are used, so many just pinks and, like I said, gelatinous, gooey things that are just going on. And uh, Ian Bertram loves to, to draw these gelatinous, gooey, pink tendrils used throughout <laughs> in, verse, in different ways, by the way. Even if it's like piping, you can just see he just loves that sort of, he loves tendrils and he loves pipes and things. So he's just got this tendency to fill a lot of his comics with that. I mean, even look at the cover with the pink tendrils that are taking over the axe. It's just very interesting and weird looking and I love it. And I even love the way uh, the pink arm tendrils are used on this uh, as in part of the design for this very strange half robot one eyed man new character that's that's introduced here named Old Sarge. And they're, they're, everyone is worried about uh, kind of the theme of this whole comic is betrayal. So he's a new character. He's there. Axe knows Sarge, but should he trust him? So there's that. And I just love the design and look. But like I said, he's got pink tendrils for arm for an arm that he somehow can control and manipulate. But this issue at his, at its core is really about the fate of the main badass, the Axe, the guy on the cover of this issue. He is just this axe-wielding, almost destructible mountain of a man. And he, he, like I said, he definitely reminds me of the mountain from Game of Thrones. He's just this imposing character. And my favorite panel of art, though, by the, hands down, is this messed up panel. <laughs> I'm looking at it again. With this high-tech laser that, he, that they lay down, and it just cuts down everything in its path, like in half. Everything. And it's gruesome. And just awesome at the same time. Anyway, if you love weird, bloody action sci-fi, that's the best way to encapsulate its genre, if you will. Little Bird is your jam right here. So get Little Bird issue number three. It's been fantastic and weird and goopy and just wonderful. <laughs> but here we go now. On to the number one top comic book pick of the week. This is the Jedi Master, folks. The king, the supreme leader. The number one top comic book pick of the week is... Daredevil, issue number five. This is from Marvel Comics. This is written by Chip Zdarsky. Fantastic. Hats off, Chip. Love your writing style. Yeah, it's very interesting, concise, very adult and modern. Uh, fan, just fantastic art from Marco Cicchetto. Very realistic, gritty. His The, the way he does design, the way he does... Uh, the emotions on faces. It's just professional. It's top-notch. Marco Cicchetto is one of my favorite. His action panels that uh, where legs will fly off a panel and the way that the, the blur effect and the, the, lar the leg is kind of uh, zoomed in and larger, kind of in your face to give a three-dimensional style. Marco does it all. Phenomenal art. And it wasn't for Ian Bertram. He would definitely... He's a runner-up for Artist Winner of the Week, Marco Cicchetto. He's actually won Artist of the Week uh, before in previous Sunspots Comics podcasts. But anyway, Daredevil has been a top pick of the week more than once. It's been an art winner more than once. It's been a cover art winner more than once. And uh, jump in right here. This is only the fifth issue of 2019, so it's a great spot to jump in. A lot happens in this issue. Another reason why I really love it, Daredevil issue number five. I highly recommend you get all five issues of this. Seriously, Daredevil, is, his world is just collapsing around him. 
Now he maybe believes that he may have killed this man, which we see in issue number one. It looked like maybe it was an accident. Maybe it wasn't an accident. Daredevil's like just questioning and doubting himself. I love that. His internal monologue is fantastic. Sometimes when people are, the thought bubbles uh, make me roll my eyes a little bit, honestly. Sometimes, I don't know. But when they're clear and concise and they move the story along, like like Chip wrote here, Chip Zdarsky, then they, are, they work really well and they're fantastic. That happens here in Daredevil issue number five. And while Daredevil's world is just falling apart around him and you would think, okay, would he go to Foggy? That's what he kind of normally does. Or maybe he'd even seek advice from the Defenders or Spider-Man. You know, this group of people, the street level group of people he goes to, nada. He decides to just <laughs> try to stop this major drug deal that's going down by the Owl and his gang. Yeah, all by himself. No help. There's got to be 30 or 40 guys all armed to the teeth. And one particular character, super armed, named Crush. Anyway, what a lovely, action-packed mess this creates it's just it's a it's a symphony of disaster that's happening here i love the image of daredevil wearing a punisher shirt we get to see that here and he seems maybe it's the shirt but he's just acting a bit crazier than normal maybe that something happens when you're wearing a punisher shirt and you have his powers uh i don't know maybe it's you know maybe it's just the shirt i don't know but there's even a moment that might be my favorite sequence overall it's it's this fight between daredevil and this heavily armored guy named crush and I love that. He even mentions, Daredevil says, he has Iron Man level armor on as far as the density of the metal. But Crush is right about to crush Daredevil's windpipe with his bare hands. And Daredevil smiles at him. He's got this mouth full of blood and Daredevil just smirks. I love it. He's like, is that all you got? Give me more. And I was like, okay, he's, uh, his mind has gone bye-bye. But more of that, please, Chip. Love it. I want to see this snarky, smart-alecky, that's-all-you-have uh, kind of attitude. I love it. But really, my yeah, my favorite sequence, hands down, as I'm looking at it right now, um, absolutely favorite sequence, and why this is the number one comic book pick of the week right here for me, is this conversation. Yes, talking heads. Strange that it, it, this, this I had this strong a feeling about it, but it's this conversation in Daredevil's home with Spider-Man. Now, if you've listened to the podcast, you know Spider-Man is my favorite superhero of all time uh, he was you know the first comic book i read as a child so there's always this special place for spider-man for me and everyone that's a spider-man fan kind of has this spider-man built in your head because of what happens in continuity and in comics but for some reason i think i've maintained this one favorite spider-man that is my spider-man in my head and they and chip zadarsky sort of pays tribute to my spider-man in my brain so anyway spider-man is in daredevil's home they're having this conversation and spider-man is actually written in a way that's just commanding respect yes i'm talking about spider-man folks and <laughs> that is so absolutely rare in all of spider-man's entire history and everything he's ever been written in and all the movies etc spider-man clearly tells daredevil he's out of control and has to stop but in just a, in a very very clinical factual way as, as an adult as someone that's just very well balanced as being an experienced as a superhero and i love superman's just posture of strength that daredevil actually sees in his radar vision it's lovely and he just comments on how wow we can tell whoever this person that is that's in my house is very strong and powerful and i can almost hear his muscles flexing i just love that it's my personal spider-man he's he's not a kid he's older um, it's the one I dream of that rarely happens in anything, but he's intelligent, he references science, and he's treated with the utmost respect from Daredevil. 
Thank you, Chip Zdarsky. I really just need more of that. Pretty, 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 please, Marvel. Please. Spider-Man's not a kid. He's not a goofball. He just has this, I'm the leader of Avengers strength that I really, really, really want more of. So, I mean, man, I loved it. Thank you, Chip Zdarsky. It's my favorite moment. Uh, one of my favorite Spider-Man moments in many, many years. So thank you. And uh, so anyway, will this new badass detective named North, is he going to capture Daredevil and send him to prison? Is Daredevil going to give himself up? Is Daredevil going to take Spider-Man's well-delivered and lovely advice and just quit? Are there other evil forces at work here? All worthy questions. <laughs> I hope to have them all answered in the next issue of Daredevil. Uh, it's been one of my favorite Marvel comics for the last few years, so I highly recommend you read Daredevil. Start here if you need to, but like I said, it's only on five issues, so get them all. This is the fifth here. Legacy 617, by the way. Thank you for the uh, the honoring of the legacy numbering. But anyway, Daredevil, issue number five, number one pick. Amazing. Get it, read it, enjoy it. You'll have so much fun with it. So those are my new comic book recommendations. Those are my picks. That's the best stuff right there for new comic book day, May 15th. Let me lock that comic book vault door. There you go. Please go to the local comic book shop and buy these these four comics immediately. You'll be so happy that you did. If you have any questions, comments, or maybe you want a personal re a comic book recommendation from me, just email me directly, Chris at Sunspots Comics and if, dot com. And if you want to see the entire Sunspots Comics universe encapsulated in one place, with all my favorite picks of the week since May of 2015, just go to sunspotscomics.com. Click on the pull list. You'll see I updated it today. My pull list is down a little bit from 90 down to 72 comic book titles that I'm currently reading. Yeah, it's a lot. I think I have to add a couple of more. And there's some new number ones coming out next week. Also, click on top comic book picks of the week to see every single past top comic book pick I've picked. They're all there right on my website. So please, you can even listen to this very podcast right on my website. But please go check out sunspotscomics.com. Thank you. Also, thank you to our sponsor, Pop-Up Tea. Check out their huge selection of nerdy fun t-shirts at popuptea.com. They seriously have a nerdy t-shirt for every fun nerdy thing you could think of. A lot of mashups. And most importantly, on popuptea.com, use the promo code SUNSPOTSCOMICS and you will get 25% off of any shirt order. Even if you put clearance stuff in your cart, it's 25% off. Just use the promo code SUNSPOTSCOMICS. And so thank you to popuptea.com. So please tune in next week for 209, number 209 of the SUNSPOTS COMICS podcast. I'm actually reading 13 new comic books that are on my pull list for next week for New Comic Book Day, May 22nd. And four of those 13 are new number ones. So I definitely am going to check those out, and I hope they're excellent so I can tell you about them. And here, by the way, are just a, a quick few new comics that I am really looking forward to reading next week. Uh, Drawing Blood, Spilled Ink number one. This is from Kevin Eastman. He's the co-creator of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's launching his own publishing house. So Drawing Blood, Spilled Ink number one. I got to pick that up, see what it's all about. Maybe there's a, the next new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in there. Who knows? So I definitely am going to check that out. Ghost Tree issue number two. Ghost Tree number one was the triple winner. The number one pick of the week the artist winner of the week, and the cover artist winner of the week when Ghost Tree issue number one came out. So I'm super excited to read Ghost Tree number two. And Goon issue number two, as I mentioned before earlier, that the Goon movie is in the works, finally. But issue number two of the Goon comic book from Albatross Funny Books by Eric Powell, one of my favorite comic book creators of all time. Issue number two comes out next week, May 22nd, new comic book day. So there's just a sprinkling of a few comics I'm very excited to read. But don't forget our Sunspots Comics pledge. 
We will read a whole bunch of brand new comics, but only recommend to you the greatest of them so you can save some time and save some money. That's what it's all about. So please help us out. Tell a nerdy loved one about the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Please give us a five-star review with a few positive words on iTunes. If you do so, I'll give you a shout-out on a future podcast, and I will mail you the coveted Sunspots Comics prize package. Yeah, it's got good stuff in it. So that'll do. Thank you so much for listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I hope you captured some of my love of comic books here and some of my positivity to help just you know improve your day a little. You never know. Everyone needs a little bit of that. And don't forget, like our good friend Stan used to say, hang loose, heroes. See you next week. To be continued. Comics now.